FM AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Jennings & Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and all of Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report, sponsored by Mike Tanzel at My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Wednesday edition. Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, columnist, author, going to join us today. Larry, how you been? I'm like everybody else, Marty. I'm just sitting in the shade, wheezing like an old, an old hound dog. Trying to beat the heat, huh? It is. Uh, remember what uh, Will Rogers said? Everybody, uh, everybody talks about the weather, but nobody does anything about it. That's right. <laughs> this fan of days, it, 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 it's miserable, Monty. And as we were talking, it, it's going to be be hot on that racetrack this weekend. I know we're going to talk about it in a few minutes, but man, what a what a, a steaming weekend it's going to be to uh, out in that, that asphalt and concrete. Boy, it is. It sure is. I always think of the Brad Paisley song when it gets this too hot to fish, too hot to golf, too cold at home. So, <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good point. So anyway, all right, well, let's get into some stuff here. Let's uh, start with the College World Series. It's been pretty entertaining, and if you look at it now, Larry, you're down to four teams. Three of them are SEC, and one of them's Oklahoma, which is soon to be SEC. Yeah, pretty pretty good uh, run for the conference, isn't it? And and frankly, we we some of us Monty expected maybe another SEC team to be yeah. to be among them. It's uh, kind of the the, the falls, of course. They, you know, had a had a record breaking breaking regular season and man flying high, and then then had a a hard crash landing. But uh, but that happens. You got to this time of year you get into the playoffs. It's like everything else. You got to bring your best game, and the falls didn't bring theirs. Uh, I tell you, it's uh, interesting. The the top three favorites coming in once they got to the final eight were Texas, Stanford, Notre Dame. They're all gone. And then it was Arkansas, then Auburn. Now they're gone. And uh, the four teams that are left, um, uh, three of them were the last three. Le- they were the least likely to win it, so... Like you said, in baseball, you can throw that all away. When you get down to this point now, it's it's a battle of attrition and who has the most pitching. Yeah, and then uh, you're right. The pitching is critical. Uh, Larry Schmidt and I were talking about it at breakfast the other day. Uh, he, he says you, you look for the teams teams with the best and the deepest pitching, and uh, he said kind of kind of go with them. But uh, but the Vols, I, I thought uh, like everybody else wanted. I, I thought uh, I, I thought they could out hit everybody, but. Uh, but I was wrong. It, uh, like I say, it was kind of a, a crash landing on what had been a, a super season for them. Yeah, you know, of course there is that adage, good pitching can beat good hitting. But That's, that's um, what Schmidt was saying. He and, said, look look for the team with the, the best and the deepest uh, pitching. 
and I guess that's what I was going to ask you your your opinion on it. Um, can you have a great season, but at the same time have a very disappointing season, or is it just postseason's what it's all about in college? So UT had a disappointing season. I, I think Monty, it, it, uh, uh, some of both, but particularly the latter, because the uh, expectations and the hopes were were so high going into the uh, you know into the playoffs, and then to to just crash and burn like they did. Uh, I, I, of course, it's, it, the aftermath is always bitter. You know, when everything calms down, settles down, and you look back on and evaluate the season, you know, it, it was a tremendous season. But then, you know, just kind of at least kind of a sour taste in the in the fans' mouths, I guess. That, that's what I'm hearing from some of my my UT buddies who who kind of live and die with that team, and uh, they were so they were just so high. They thought they were going to win it all, and man, not to to, to barely get out of the gate. It uh, it, 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 it it's done. You know, you're comparing apples and oranges, but you're liking it. How can a team? How can a a basketball team win the SEC tournament? And not even make it to the second round of the NCAA tournament. Yep, that's not wasn't the only only crash and burn that uh, that the, the Falls fans has had to, had to suffer through this year. But uh, I guess it's a glass half full or half empty. They had a tremendous regular season that's half full, uh, but then the, the the postseason really disappointing, so half empty. I guess it depends on on which way you want to look at it, Monty. It's, it was a good season, but uh, as you know, you've been in sports a long time. You're always judged by how you did your last game. Uh, that's what C.M. Newton, you said, the old Vanderbilt basketball coach, used to say. He said, "No matter no matter how how good you are, you're remembered by how how you, how you were the last uh, the last game out." So, I, I think C.M. was right. Yeah, well, and you certainly judge, like you said, on what you do in the postseason. You know, Tennessee, of course, they were the number one overall seed. That's kind of been a curse, though. I don't. I think it's been like since '94 or '98 since the the top seed uh, won the national title. So it has been kind of a curse. And I guess one thing kind of makes it, um, you know, you know, you hear, you know, you got your UT fans are behind them, and but the ones that are not UT fans kind of love it. Because I mean, let's face it. They, they, they. Let's face it. They played the game with some bravado, some theatrics that probably crossed the line. Well, certainly, flipping birds that that crosses the line. You know, in the middle of a game. Um, but they made baseball fun. Um, they were good for college baseball because everybody was going to watch them to to see what crazy stuff they were going to do next. Yeah, they were. They had a uh, swagger. I guess is how somebody described it. They had swagger. Now, if if it's if it's our team, our our team ha- is is confident and 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 has that confident swagger. If it's your team, they're a, a bunch of jerks that uh, are, are are showing showing themselves. So it depends on on the eye of the, of the beholder, I guess, Monty. Yeah. Uh, uh, like I say, our, our team just has a, a confident swagger, and their team is is belligerent and. Uh, you know, acting boorish, but uh, no, they were fun to watch. I, I thought that the, the Vols they they made it interesting, they made it fun, and and all, and I and I'm a I like offense, so I, I like to watch them because they they hit the baseball, and uh, and there's always something going on. Now you could argue did they go over the line sometimes, maybe so, but uh, with with the so-called swagger, but uh, love them or hate them, they, they they did make the game interesting, and 
I, I, I was hoping they'd go all the way. Yeah. And they're here to stay. Uh, they've got some great pitching coming back. I was a little disappointed. We've got a kid here from Blackman High School in Murfreesboro, Drew Beam, who uh, was the SEC Freshman of the Year. He was a pitcher, pitched all their most all their Sunday games, and was highly successful. And that Sunday game's huge in any series. You're either going to sweep somebody, avoid a sweep, or win the series. But he never got into pitch and. You know, I'm thinking maybe a little bit of it was because he had never he hadn't thrown in relief. I don't think hardly all year, uh, but I was hoping to get to watch him pitch, but it didn't happen. And the guy they started yeah, in the I'm last not a, game. A good enough baseball per, uh, person, Monty, to, to really analyze the stuff. Smith was always explaining the game to me, and, and I still don't think I've grasped it. Well, I'm, I'm like the average fan. I I, I watch him and 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 see him. Try to, to one guy tries to hit the ball and another guy tries to throw it past him, and that's that's about the extent of my baseball knowledge. But yeah, I, I did hear some some of the, again some of my friends who are, are UT fans. They were doing some some second guessing about some of the strategies, and uh, uh, and of course that that happens anytime you get beat. You know, it's always going to be second guessing. But you did hear some murmurs. And again, part of it, modern, all of it, frankly, was because of the big build up and expectations and number one team in the nation ranking and all that so then when you when you when you when you're sky high and and you fall it's a long way to, the, the 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 landing the thud on the bottom is kind of hard and you know they got a they got a tough draw in notre dame you know notre dame probably got underseeded they should have hosted i mean they should have been a one seed and you know they really they came in and you know it's a hitter friendly park i mean they they match the balls power wise and all that but they just uh they just out executed tennessee i mean you know they got the timely hits uh they did the little things right that's what i thought money again i'm no, no baseball expert but it it it, it the, the wins didn't seem like they were flukes to me it seemed like they they outplayed and out, out executed and obviously out out hit uh hit the balls and it was that simple well, uh, Notre Dame was eliminated yesterday, and again uh, tonight uh, or today, uh, we got Oklahoma and Texas A&M. That's an elimination game for um, Texas A&M. They've got to win twice, and um, they got to beat Oklahoma twice and Ole Miss and Arkansas, and that's an elimination game um, for Arkansas. And you know, you look at Ole Miss. Uh, Larry, they were seven and fourteen in the SEC. They were like one of the last teams to even get in a regional, and boom, here they are in the Final Four. So you don't always have to be the best team; you just got to be the best playing team for a couple weeks. That's right, just uh, the best team on the, on that uh, on that day. And I, I've always been an Ole Miss uh, fan for all, all the programs, Monty, particularly football, but also uh, basketball and baseball. But I, I just, they've always been kind of the perennial underdog. And so I, I've always liked them. Billy Brewer, the old coach, was one of my favorite people in sports. And, uh, of course, did the Chucky Mullins story and got close to the program there. And I've always liked them. I always, always said, Monty, uh, one of the, the greatest spectacles or experiences in college football is visiting the Grove on the Oxford campus, Ole Miss co uh, campus before, before a football game. That might be 
the epitome of Southern football. The, the guys got their, their their blazers and their their frat ties, and the girls got their their, their summer dresses and uh, and the, the tailgating and the old fans and the old grads coming back. I, I just like everything about Ole Miss. That that got off the track a little. To say, well, Monty, I would kind of like to see Ole Miss win the thing. Yeah, and I think the year MTSU went down there and played, it was homecoming. So um, the um, the the young ladies were trying to outdoll each other up. I guess that's the best way I could put it. <laughs> so, and understand, but, this is somebody who 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 never was in a fraternity, but uh, but I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed strolling through the grove of, of the pre the pregame experience and and looking at the at the kids who who were in fraternities. So it was a it was a a great college experience and just just the whole atmosphere. That that's what college football is all about. Well, and like you said, it's part of the pageantry of, of um, Southern football for sure. All righty, you're listening to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. Guys, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low-T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low-T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month or covered by most health insurance. So if you don't live near a Low-T Center or you're just busy and need the convenience of at-home treatment, Low-T Center makes it easy and to get started, only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com to book online. Low-T Center, reinventing men's health care. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's. Hello friends, Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. More than I can count, we have taken care of families who were totally caught off guard with the passing of a loved one. There are so many details to tie up, it really can be overwhelming. Again, more than I can count are the comments from families who have pre-planned and pre-funded their or their loved one's funeral saying, I'm so thankful we took care of this ahead of time. It would have been a financial hardship had we not. Let me help your pre-plan. Call me at 615-893-2422. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together, to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850. 0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody, longtime columnist, sports writer, and author. Um, Larry, the uh, of course, we had the U.S. Open last week, and uh, 
Matt Fitzpatrick um, from uh, England won, um, beat uh, Zalatoris and Scheffler um, by a stroke. And uh, the, but the the really the story of during the week of the U.S. Open was the um, the LIV tour over in Saudi Arabia. Well, it's it, it's being funded out of Saudi Arabia. They're playing at different places, and a lot of um, the golfers. Um, that are staying on the PGA Tour, they've been very outspoken against it. Yeah, money. And again, I, I don't know the political aspects of it really that much. I, I saw Bob Costas, who I, I, I disagree with just about everything Bob Costas has ever said in his life. Uh, but I, I saw him reeling about it. And then I saw Greg Norman on, a, on another show, and, and he was asked about it. Of course, Greg Norman supports the Saudi Tour. And he pointed out, I think Costas actually, Monty called it blood money. Bob Costas yeah. said, said to the, the, the pro golfers who participated in the, in the Saudis tour are taking blood money. I thought that was way, way over the edge. And as uh, Greg Norman pointed out, Monty, he had done some research and there are 28 corporate sponsors in the PGA whose businesses do, whose companies do business with the Saudis. So, the, the PGA, the guys who are in the, on the PGA tour, uh, you know, if the Saudis' money is blood money, then the PGA guys are taking it too because they've got 27 sponsors, corporate sponsors, who are pumping money into the PGA. I guess the way I look at it, again, I'm no geopolitical analyst, but I, I, it seems to me like the money, <clears throat> the, the competition would be good, Montana. If we start doing away with, with, with sports teams, organizations like the NBA doing business with China, if we start severing all ties with all countries whose hands may not be squeaky clean, there's going to be a whole lot, if not all, pro sports are going to have to do a lot of a lot of trimming trimming back. And so, you know, I, I just thought uh, Costas went way over the line when he when he said that, and I, I disagree with him. I, I tend to agree with Greg Norman. You, you, uh, you, you, you do business sometimes with people that 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 you might that you might prefer not to do business with, but there are, you know, I, I just think the competition's good, and I don't begrudge any PGA players who who take the money. I, I, most of us would would do the same thing if we were in their position. So I, I just believe, Monty, it's 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 like everything else nowadays. It, it's political, and people are polarized, and they take sides, different sides, and they forget it's a. It's a silly golf game. This guy's going out and getting the ball with a stick. I, I just, uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert, but it seems to me like they've gone overboard on criticizing the, you know, the Saudi, the Saudi deal. And yesterday, Brooks Kepka and Abraham Answer, uh, you know, both top twenty players, uh, are leaving the PGA Tour for that tour. The, the, when they leave, they're suspended from the PGA Tour. Uh, but the PGA is trying to answer a little bit. They're going to have eight tournaments that do not have cuts for its top 50 players. They're trying to keep their best players here. And, you know, when you hear the players criticize, you know, where, where's your thirst for the competition and, and all that? These are guys that have already made millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. So when you can go in a tournament and finish last and make $800,000, that's pretty enticing. It is. And, of course, the public perception, Monty, for average people like me who don't know, try not to get involved in the 
politics and don't know anything at all about the business aspects, it, it seems like the PGA is, is afraid of competition. I mean, golf is about competition, about going out and, and playing against the, the best there is and trying to, to beat them. So I don't understand why the PGA is just so horrified uh, about having to compete with another professional golf organization. And again, it seems to me like, Monty, they're playing a whole lot of politics here by trying to paint the, the Saudis as some kind of just the, just the worst of the worst. And, and they can be pretty bad. But to, to portray them as, like Costa said, that, that, you know, buying players with blood money, that's that's way over the line. And, uh, and again, I, I just think it's unfortunate that, like everything else, playing, playing golf has to become political. And what's interesting, too, the PGA Tour, um, they can ban them from playing in PGA events, but not majors. Those majors are separate entities, and um, the R&L, those who host the um, British Open, have said uh, all players are welcome. Yeah, we, Just as the U.S. We, Open. It's really, it's really strange if it's, if it's bad for one turn, but... Why isn't it bad for all tournaments? It just makes no sense. Again, I, I think the PGA is, is digging itself into a hole, and it might be time to stop digging. Yeah, they, they've got their own issues for, for sure. Um, and, you know, there's money to be made everywhere, you know, and, you know, if that's where they want to make it, that's their decision. It's not mine or yours. And, you know, but I can look here at, Scotty Scheffler, he's the number one ranked player in the world now. He's won four times this year. He finished runner-up. He's already made right at $13 million this year alone, which is the most. That's what I mean. It seems like there's plenty of money to go around, and the the PGA is coming across as looking like it's greedy and looking like it's afraid of competition. And um, he beat Jordan Spieth's record. Uh, in 2015, Spieth won over 12 million. There's still eight events left too. <laughs> so, so. Yeah, that's a, a pretty good paycheck for going out and walking around the golf course and hitting the ball a few a few times on on weekends. Uh, there's a lot of uh, there's some construction going on in my neighborhood, money across the the street from me, and I look out and I see those those poor guys climbing up roofs and nailing down tar paper and shingles in 100 degree weather. And I'm thinking they would probably like to be out on a, on a golf course somewhere earning a million dollars instead of mailing down tar paper in 100 degrees heat up on those roofs. So but, sometimes you wonder about uh, pro athletes in, in general and pro golfers in, in particular, Monty, if they really realize how good they've got it. I, I don't think they have a clue. Let, let them spend a couple of days on that with that construction crew putting down tar paper on those roofs across the street and then see how, then let them go out and see how tough it is on the golf course. It's funny you mention that. I've got a friend, he's retired, but he's also got his own home inspection business, which has been pretty good here of late. And he said, he goes, I don't want to hear about them complaining about money. He goes, he goes, try getting down in a crawl space for an hour. Exactly. <laughs> my, my dad did that because he was a plumber and, uh, sweltering in the summer and freezing in the winter. And, uh, he didn't. He didn't make thirteen million for for, uh, for for crawling around under those old houses with snakes and spiders and ice and mud. So I don't have a lot of sympathy for golfers who are making millions of dollars and whining about how hard they've got it. I don't either. All right, we're joined today by Larry Woody. We're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be right back, and Chip Walters will join us 
with the Blue Raider Insider Report. Hey folks, I'm Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. Join me every Friday for a new episode of my podcast exclusively on WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. We're watching traffic build pretty good right now. 24 coming in from Davidson County. Stop and go up and down. Sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Just busy pretty much in the normal spots. Hey, Gatlinburg Wine Cellar, home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Log on to GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Premier Six Theater on Broad in Jackson Heights. Let's all go to the movies. Check out what's showing at MurfreesboroMovies.com. Popcorn popped fresh daily. Premier Six on Broad in Jackson Heights. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even cost less. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. On FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Afternoon, everybody. It was really nice to see a big crowd of Blue Raiders uh, up at First Horizon Park last night. It was True Blue Night uh, with the Nashville Sounds. Uh, A lot of things going on at the ballpark last night. It was allergy-free night, so... Uh, there were no no peanuts for sale, which is a little bit odd when you go to a to a baseball game. But of course, it did allow those who have peanut allergies to come out to a uh, to the ballpark on a on a very warm night uh, and enjoy a game between the Sounds and the Gwinnett Stripers, the Braves' top farm club. And the Sounds came away with a four to one win. But uh, again, it was good to see a lot of. Uh, a lot of royal blue in the stands uh, at, at First uh, Horizon Park on 
uh, on Monday night or Tuesday night. Today's Wednesday, right? Uh, also, want to thank Dick Palmer who uh, joined me this morning uh, on uh, the roundtable. Uh, Dick and I uh, didn't really we we kind of turned back the clock, and you know we we Dick has been part of the Blue Raider Network for 41 years now, ready to start year number 42, and uh, you know we, but we turned back the clock, got uh, some uh, talked about his uh, beginnings of his broadcast career. Uh, doing games here locally uh, while he was in high school and college and then on to Jackson and then into Memphis where he uh, was uh, did professional basketball and professional football uh, before coming back to Murfreesboro. And there was a whole lot of stuff that uh, we never got on the table, so we'll have to do another episode with Mr. Palmer. But uh, if you haven't, uh, if you missed it, uh, had some really good stories about his days uh, in particular in Memphis and also uh, the beginnings of sports broadcasting uh, here in the Murfreesboro area. So uh, it's on the uh, WGNSRadio.com website. Click on podcast, click on uh, the roundtable, and you'll find the podcast there. All right, news out of uh, Blue Raider Tennis today. Captain Pavel Model has decided to turn it back with the crew and return to Murfreesboro for his fifth year of eligibility model uh, last year played mostly at the five and six spots and uh, model ended the year in singles 14 and eight he was 11 and two uh, when playing in the number six spot his doubles partner was Stein slump and uh, he and Stein combined for a 15 and six record overall in doubles so it's you know it's that's just another quality recruit for Jimmy Borndame to get one of his own guys coming back for a fifth and final year. Blue Raider Athletics excited to once again host the Blue Raider Blitz, the summer caravan that will blanket the mid-state July 20th through 28th. Here are the stops on Wednesday, July 20th, Franklin and Nashville. It'll be at Party Foul for lunch and the listening room in Nashville for dinner. Thursday, July 21st, lunch will be at Willowbrook Golf Course, noon to 1.30, and then 6 to 8 p.m. on Thursday, the July 21st, uh, at Lee Victory Park in Smyrna. And uh, well, that evening will be in Shelbyville at the Bedford County Square, uh, 6 to 8 p.m., and then Thursday, July 28th, the uh, the uh, Blitz will round out at Cannonsburg Village, and you'll have... Uh, 6 to 8 p.m. on Thursday, July 28th. You'll have a ton of food trucks and a lot of family fun on that night. So put that on your calendar. Thursday, July 28th, the Blue Raider Blitz down at Cannonsburg. All right, that's it for this hot hump day. We'll have a little more for you coming up tomorrow. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence and service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. Welcome to Country Living in Gladeville and staying close to everything. 
Located on Stewart's Ferry Pike, this custom-built home sits on nine plus acres and features an open floor plan with two dining areas and a large kitchen. The master suite is spacious with room for a home office, large closets and a bathroom setup with his and her vanities and a shower that never runs out of hot water because of the whole house tankless water heater. All three bedrooms in this home are on the main floor. The bonus room has bonus space for a second home office. In addition to a two-car attached garage, there's a new two-car detached garage and the home is serviced by high-speed internet and a whole house water softener. You need to see this home in person. Set up a showing through your realtor or call me, Choose Chip at 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Larry Woody joined us today, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. Uh, Larry, um, we've had the OTAs and the mandatory little mini camp and that kind of thing. Um, you know, you can't read much. I guess most thing everybody's been talking about is their first-round pick, Traylon Burks, the wide receiver out of Arkansas, having a hard time getting through practice. Of course, it was revealed he has asthma. But, you know, I know it's been hot in Arkansas over the years as well. Um, I think um, maybe probably too much being made about it. His conditioning does have to be a concern because it was at Arkansas. The coach there at Arkansas had said, you know, when he's in shape, ready to play, he's as good as anybody I've ever coached. But he's got to stay in shape. Uh, Monty, I think that's a major concern. Uh, surely the Titans knew he had asthma, and I'm not picking on people who have asthma. My son suffers with asthma, and he, that, that held him back. He would have been a great athlete except for asthma. In, in hot weather, hot, dry weather, he just couldn't couldn't perform. Otherwise, he would have been maybe an SEC-caliber athlete. So I'm not I'm not dissing anybody who has asthma. That's a medical condition. Obviously, he doesn't have it because he wants it. But, but the bottom line is, apparently, he does suffer from it, and... Uh, and we don't have to look any farther than you know his his problems during the during the recent workouts in the in the hot dry weather. Uh, it, it, it's not picking at him, but it's a medical condition that I'm I'm surprised that the Titans didn't pay pay more attention to. Uh, you know, as we said on your show numerous times, Monty, the Titans have a are developing a history of blowing first round draft picks, and uh, man, they they didn't need to to, to blow this one and. And receivers, particularly being kind of a, a, a sore spot this season, I'm 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 surprised that that we're having this conversation. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, and of course Jeffrey Simmons was there, but was not on the field. And you know, there's been a to do about that. Is that over a contract situation? Um, uh, I mean, he was there. He, you know, he was kind of like he had his answers programmed to to go with him. I'm here to be a leader, help the team. I've been working on film during this time. I just haven't been out on the practice field. 
And, and again, Monty, I, I, you know, we probably shouldn't read too much into this. You know, we've had, had players who, who've held out almost till, till kickoff and, and turned into, into great players. So holdouts are part of it. I'm, I'm not so concerned about the holdouts as I am players maybe who show up and either aren't in shape or might have some kind of underlying medical issue that's maybe, maybe going to be a concern. I, I just, uh, as I said, I, I would have thought the Titans would have done a little more a little more homework and maybe they did maybe they were aware of the issue and thought it's something that could be overcome but uh, they, they don't need to make uh, make a whole lot more draft uh, draft stumbles um when you um covered the nba i mean the nba when you covered the nfl um did you did you run into a lot of uh contract squabbles any of any of note no, not not that many. Uh, I guess one of the, the biggest was Reggie White when the the, the 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 other the other league was bidding for Reggie's uh, services. I, I which which of the U.S. I believe it's USL. I, I forgot which team it was. Anyway, there's a bidding bidding war but with, for for Reggie White. That was about as close as I got. I did some stories about sports agents and some of the things going on, but. Uh, but I also covered a couple of training camps. I covered the Bengals training camp, and when the Mike Wright, the Vandy quarterback, was trying out with the Bengals, or had had a had a, I guess sort of a, I don't know what it's called, a free agent offer with the Bengals, and then uh, Will Walford, the, the great Vanderbilt offensive lineman, had to try it with the Bills. I covered the Buffalo Bills training camp in the Orchard Park. They, they were interesting. But again, I'm not sure, Monty. I got a whole lot, a whole, a whole lot out of it. You, you stand there on the sideline and you watch big sweaty guys crashing into blocking sleds and running pass patterns and that kind of stuff. So I, I don't know. I, again, I guess I'm not smart enough to know what I was watching part of the time. But uh, but back to the holdouts. No, I, I don't. I, I don't think that's a, a real big concern. I'd rather have a, a healthy, healthy holdout than maybe somebody who shows up for for the for the for the workouts and it's not full speed that that would be my concern and particularly with uh, with a critical with a player who's who's being counted on uh, this season yeah and as i said you know it, he said it was not a holdout over anything he, he was i'm here i'll yep. be i'll be back for training camp. I, I guess it depends on your, your definition of holdout yeah he, he he just didn't get on the field but he was at right. the, he was at the facility so whatever you know, I was thinking the other day, you know, changing gears a little bit, but Larry, you know, social media has become such a, pre- a prevalent part of athletics, um, <clears throat> you know, from journalists. But what's amazing is how many players and athletes are so active on it. And, you know, I remember day and age players just, they were kind of hesitant to even do an interview sometimes. I mean, you had you had your go-to guys, you know. I had my go-to guys at MTSU. Some guys just didn't like messing with that kind of stuff. Are you surprised so many of them are involved with it? No, I think it's a generational thing, Marty. I think all young people are involved in social media, and that includes athletes. And there's such a big difference between an athlete sitting down in this air-conditioned lounger den and uh, and and clicking on his iPhone. And then, you know, texting or whatever, social messaging, and standing in a sweaty locker room having to talk to, to Monty Hale or, or Larry Woody, you know, and do, do interviews. I think it's sort of a, an apples and orange, oranges kind of thing, Monty. I just think that the social media and, and, and being on social media is so, so part 
uh, so ingrained in the, in the modern culture, particularly with young people, as you know, like athletes you're talking about. I just think it's almost a, a natural natural thing for them to do. And sometimes, as, as not just athletes, but everybody posts stuff that as soon as they hit sin, they think, oh my, maybe I shouldn't have sent that. So, no, I, I think it's just part of the culture. I think social media is going is having a, a, a terrible effect on, on, on the culture in general, and, and including athletes. I think there's stuff that's, that's posted out there, put around out there. There's no accounting. There's no, uh, you know, at least when, when we wrote stories, Monty, we had to put our name on them and, and be accountable for the stories. And now you can post any, anybody can post anything on social media, true, false, made up, whatever, and there's no accounting. And I, I really think athletes, particularly, particularly celebrity athletes, have to be really careful about it because they can, can post something, you know, maybe nonchalantly, and not realize what kind of what they're saying or what kind of impact it has. But no, it, it's it's just a sign of the culture we live in, and it, uh, you know, athletes are part of that culture. And you know, and athletes too, they're getting more involved in media themselves. They they want to get into the media when they get through. You know, Taylor Lewan has a very highly successful podcast he does. Um, I can't think of the guy's name, but uh, with um, uh, I'm not gonna pay for a podcast, but I hear it's pretty entertaining. Part part of it is uh, egotistical. They they like to see themselves and hear themselves, uh, 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 and also part of it is uh, business, monetary. Like you say, Monty, it's I remember Daryl Waltrip when when Waltrip was starting out in NASCAR racing, he was always what he calls stirring the pot with the media. And back then, the media most of the constituents of print media, but Darrell was always up to something, some kind of controversy, and he said that's a way for a country boy from Owensboro, Kentucky, to get his, get his name in the paper. And back then, the drivers, you know, obviously, the more publicity they got, the more fans followed them, the more souvenirs they sold, and the bigger contracts they might get from their team owners. And I think that's part of it, too. My self-promotion, I think, is part business and part ego. You're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. <laughs> Simultaneous Scooby. It's a stereo. Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. Watching traffic build pretty good right now. 24 coming in from Davidson County. Stop and go up and down. Sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Just busy pretty much in the normal spots. Hey, Gatlinburg Wine Cellar, home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Log on to Gatlinburg Wine Cellar. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at Pizza. Your favorites can now be ordered online at SirPizzaTN.com. Carryout and delivery are available. Just go to SirPizzaTN.com and tap the location closest to you. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. 
All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. All right, Larry, we got NASCAR racing all weekend. Uh, I guess starting Thursday with the 200 truck race. Uh, Friday, Friday. The truck race is Friday night, and then the Xfinity race Saturday, and the, and the Cup race main event is Sunday. Okay, it shows you how much I know about it. Yeah, well, that's okay. There are some activities on Thursday. There will be some 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 people hanging around the track. But the the first race is Friday night, the truck race, and have, have some good local angles in it. And then Xfinity, and then uh, which is the second tier, and then the the uh, the main event, the the uh, the big leagues will be uh, will be uh, Sunday afternoon at at four, the the Cup Series. In the Alley Four Hundred. I was going to say it, kind of a little later starting time. It is, and of course, I, I used to have to sweat that as you did, Monty, with, with the morning deadlines. Now I, I write for the Wilson Post, uh, the Main Street Media Papers, which is one of your papers. So I don't sweat the deadlines anymore, Monty. I I, I get it in when I get it in, <laughs> and uh, but uh, I, I don't know why they wait that that late. I don't know if it's, it wouldn't be weather related because they'd already set the time before the heat wave struck. So I, I don't know, like like most things in NASCAR, I don't understand anything to do anymore. But anyway, it's uh, tip off at four, and there's a chance to rain. So just when you think the weekend can't get any longer and tougher, we, we might get stuck in some rain. And also, Monty, significantly, uh, I talked to Eric Moses, the track president. Uh, it was, uh, I guess, Saturday. And as of then, the race deal wasn't a sellout. To me, that was stunning. Last, you know, last year's inaugural cup race was a 38,000-seat sellout. Sold it well in advance, two or three months in advance. And, and this one, unless it sells out you know, in the next couple of days, it's, it's not a sellout yet. I, I was surprised by that. I, I thought last year's race was really good, that the competition was good in all three of the races, Monty. And, and the only criticism, the only drawback I heard was the traffic. The traffic was a nightmare, and uh, and it was inexcusable too. Uh, you know, the people who've been running that track and and the the, the Dover people, they, they they had run races before, uh, having those those traffic snarls and backups. Uh, there was no excuse for that. It, I, it it took. I got directed. <laughs> I was trying to go north and got directed and ended up in Murfreesboro. So it, it took me almost two hours to get back where I started from to the track. And you heard nightmare stories like that, Monty. Now, now, now Eric Moses, the, the track president, says they've added 2,600 parking places, which should should help alleviate some of the backups. But, uh, but again, I don't know if that that turns a lot of people off, turns some fans off, and they said they're not going to do it again or what. But uh, I was surprised it's not a sellout yet. Eric was up here at the studio one day, not too long ago doing an interview with Chip Walters on the morning roundtable. He's really a sharp guy, isn't he? Yes, he, he's really sharp. He's, he's been been different various sports promotions over the years. He's a uh, was a, a professor at Georgetown uh, Law Law School, so you know he's got uh, he's got he's got a lot on the ball, and I'm 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 very impressed by him. He's a likable guy, personal guy, and he's really really intelligent. Having said that, now he had absolutely no racing experience. 
when he when he was named the president of the Super Speedway last year, and he admitted that he said, "No, I'm I'm coming in and and start start trying to learn what this sport's all about." And to his credit, he's done a good job. So I, I don't fault Eric Moses for the for traffic jams. I fault the people who had, had been running the track previously and did have NASCAR experiences experience and and should have anticipated those traffic snarls. It wasn't. Uh, like I said, I didn't expect expect Eric Moses to be out directing traffic on race day, but the people uh, surrounding him, that some of the officials, they, they should have done a better job anticipating that, that kind of traffic. You know, about forty thousand people flooding into Gladeville. Uh, you know, they should have known there's going to be traffic problems, and they they did a terrible job of of anticipating it and uh, and managing it. Other than that, though, it was a super weekend, and I, I think uh, I think this week, weekend will be just as good. There's some great storylines in NASCAR, some, some of the best racing uh, I've seen, Monty. I've, I've been covering it for over 40 years, and some of the races this year have been some of the best I've seen. So I think the competition is there. It's just the, the little aggravations like, like traffic that was uh, the glitch. And, again, I don't know if that accounts for maybe a, 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 the slow ticket sales or what, but... Uh, but it is surprising. You know, one of my cr- criticisms of the PGA Tour is there's just not a lot of personality out there. All these young guys are tunnel vision. They're robots. I mean, there's, there's, it's just you don't get a lot of humor out of anybody. Um, and for me, when I really got into NASCAR, there were some characters. There was some personality. Uh I don't know that there is today. I just, I, why should I watch it this weekend? I guess. No, no, you're right, Monty. Of course, I'm, I'm a little personally biased because some of the old guys they were they were there when I started covering racing, and they were not only great characters. I, I those NASCAR drivers, they were like cowboy heroes. You know, Richard Petty, Bobby Allison, Cale Yarborough, uh, Dale Earnhardt. Uh, uh, those uh, David Pearson, they were just they were superheroes, you know, to, to my generation, and we don't have them now. That, that's not to to say the young drivers, uh, the young guys are talented, and uh, and and they work hard, but they don't have the the charisma that that the old guys had. But Monty, I don't I don't think. Now, having said that, I'm I'm scheduled to interview Kyle Larson tomorrow, and Kyle won the uh, won the, the race at the Super Speedway last year on his way to the to the. To the NASCAR championship, he's a he's a charismatic young guy and and really artic, articulate, intelligent, articulate, fun to talk to, uh, makes good points. But he's not real. He's not a he's not a Dale Earnhardt character type. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I I don't know if you could argue is that good or bad, but uh, but the charisma is is lacking in my opinion. All right, Larry. Fun hour as always. Appreciate you. Join us. Uh, stay inside. Well, you're you're gonna have to head out to the speedway, so stay as cool as possible. Monty, if you need me over the weekend, I'll be in the media center by the air conditioner. All right, fair enough. <laughs> All right, Monty. That's Larry Woody joining us today. Appreciate uh, him joining us as always. Everybody have a great rest of the day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
GNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.